Welcome to the Both and Motherhood podcast, where we honor the duality of being called to both making a massive impact and income through your business and really deep present motherhood. I'm your host, Kim Filippo, and I'm a mom to two amazing boys and a business coach for other female-identifying humans who are or desire to become mothers who are ready to start stepping into the life that they feel called to live and embody this duality of being called to both. I'm so glad you're here. You ready? Let's get started. Happy Tuesday and welcome back to the Both and Motherhood podcast. I am recording today from my bed (laughs) on my phone with a portable microphone because it's winter break. And if you've been following me on Instagram, you might know that what works really well for us on the break time is to do something called alternating all screens on and all screens off time. What I mean by that is we'll basically on a day that the kids are home from school, whether they're sick or on school breaks, like now they're out for two and a half weeks for Christmas break. If there's a day that I'm choosing to work, like for me, I'm choosing to work probably about three days this week. And then I'm taking the whole of next week off Christmas through New Year's. On a day that I'm choosing to work, we will alternate. And so we'll do all screens on, which means that they get their screen time. They get, my boys usually choose video games. (laughs) Sometimes it's TV, sometimes it's computers. And that means mom's screens are on too. And that means, you know, it's mom's work time. It's not perfect. Sometimes, you know, if they're playing video games, they really need me to still be there with them and co-regulate because it can be really activating for their nervous systems so that they don't fight. But for the most part, that works with us. And then also we have an all screens off time too. So sometimes it's an hour on an hour off. Sometimes we kind of play by ear, but then we'll have all screens off breaks where they turn screens off, mom puts phone and computer down, and we just spend some time together. And then we'll go back to all screens on time and all screens off and we alternate. No hard schedule, just kind of you know, I have a really good sense of like their nervous systems right now and how they like when they're maybe needing a break, when I'm needing a break, I know mine really well, when I can tell that, all right, it's probably time when they're getting hangry and <laughs> I need to feed them soon. Then we'll take, you know, an all screens off break. We use also visual timers regularly. We use ones by a brand called Time Timer. I'm not affiliated with them at all. I'm just obsessed with their products. And it's really great because my kids are really good. They control it themselves and they can see how much time is left. And it's like almost taken away the transition fights of like, but you didn't tell me it was like five minutes or you didn't tell me that it was time because I don't know about your kids. But if I just verbally tell them, hey, 10 minutes, five minutes, one minute, they're like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And then they'll swear that they didn't hear me. (laughs) So when they can set it themselves, when they can see it, it works so well. I love those. Anyway, they're on all screens on now. So they're watching some TV. Somebody watch somebody playing the same video game that they play on YouTube, but works. And I am up here recording the podcast for you. So, um, oh, and we just got back from an all screens off break where we went to the park. We made this to the park twice today on all screens off times. Uh, we did jump roping this morning and then we did wiffle ball. For about an hour this last time. So it's good. Gets us outside, gets us some present time. And yes, it means that I stretch work out throughout the day. But if your house is anything like mine, it gets stretched out anyway. 
because you get called away. Mom, look at this. Mom, come wipe my butt. Mom, you know, whether this mom, he's hitting me. Mommy's looking at me, you know, whatever. And in that case, they're not feeling like I'm present. They weren't. We used to be that way. I was feeling constantly pulled away and it just didn't work out. This was not my idea originally. Um, I got this idea from a fellow ADHD mama friend, and it's just worked so beautifully for my family. My kids' brains really love it. So for what it's worth, if it's helpful for you as you go into the rest of winter break, feel free to play with it and let me know how it goes. So what I really want to talk about today is we are now at the end of December, the 19th of December, this episode will come out. So a lot of people... I know you're probably toning things down because kids are home and it's holiday time. There's probably a lot of family stuff going on, but a lot of people are also starting to look at, okay, like what's like, let's look at 2023. What went well, maybe set some goals for 2024 or at least look forward into like, what do I want to be doing? What do you want to be, you know, creating? What are, what went well this year? What didn't go so well? What do you want to do the same next year? What do you want to do differently? All of that. And so, especially as a mom entrepreneur who has limited time and limited mental space, I wanted to share with you my tips for kind of deciding your business priorities as you step into 2024. And again, these are not, I'm not going to say you should prioritize A first and then B and then C. I'm just going to talk to you about like, this is how I would do it as far and you're going to make it your own, right? And then also how to budget your money (laughs) in 2024 and know what money you have coming in, know what money is going out and make sure that the priorities, if there's anything you want to be spending money on, whether that's investing in a coach or team or software or program or something or paying yourself more, that you have it planned and you know exactly where your money's coming in and you know exactly where your money's going out and you know that you have room for the things that you want in 2024. So first things first, what it really comes down to here is I want you to step into your CEO role here. I think a lot of us forget sometimes when we're momming and working part time that you're actually a badass CEO. You own a fucking business. (laughs) This is not just, you know, a little business or, you know, just like a side gig, right? For a long time, I had this idea of, you know, being a CEO and really wanting a bigger business or making more money business meant I had to be the kind of mom who never saw my kids and had a nanny or two and worked a bazillion hours a week. And that's just not true, right? Being the CEO just means that you, you're the owner of this business and you are in charge. This is, a, this is an actual business. So we get to put our CEO hat on when you're looking at these things and making these decisions for your business, just like you're the CEO basically of your family. <laughs> so first thing I want you to look at when you're determining your business priorities for 2024 is balance. What does that look like for you? I think here what I do is just do a pulse check of like, how did you feel balance-wise in 2023? In my opinion, balance is a feeling. It doesn't mean that you're spending equal amounts of time with your kids and equal amounts of time in the business. It's like overall, did your business cup get filled? 
meaning blowing up that part of you that really desires to run your business and create the impact in the world and make the money that you want to make with your business, did that cup get filled? And the cup that wants to be a really present mom, did that get filled? Right? Both and. And it doesn't just have to be motherhood and business. For you, this might be also a cup of, you know, did I get to have enough time to really prioritize time with my husband or my partner or for myself and my own hobbies and activities or my friends, right? Whatever that looks like for you, it doesn't just have to be the two things. Did those cups each feel full? One might have been overflowing, whatever, but did each of them feel pretty full? And if not, that's okay. This is just data, right? What do you think that balance would look like for you? Would that be more time in your business and getting more support with the kids? Would that mean less time in your business and spending more present time with the kids? Would that mean, you know, spending a little bit less time in your business and or getting a little more support with the kids so that you can spend some more time on your own hobbies and other relationships? Whatever. Those are just some examples. But like, what does that look like for you, do you think? And I just want to say permission. It's like, this does not have to be set in stone. We never know exactly what it's going to feel like until we get there. And I've had clients who have been like, this is what I need to get to. This is what I need to do. And then they get there and like, well, it still doesn't actually feel the way I thought it was going to be. So I'm going to do this thing. It still doesn't actually feel the way I thought it was going to be. So just permission that like, don't think too hard on this. Just like, what does your brain and your body feel like? might be the next step towards balance. And I think that's a top priority here is like, what can we do? What pieces can we put into place to get you that balance as much as possible? Okay. Second thing I would look at is money. Okay. Even if you love your work and you should, you're still running a business and it has to make sense. It has to be making money, right? At least going, getting towards making money and you need to be paying yourself. That's the goal, right? Otherwise you're volunteering. And that's not what we're here for. We're here to create impact and income and change your families and do it all while being present, right? So we want to look at money, right? So what's the priority between we're looking at balance and we're looking at the money stuff? What's the priority there? Is there maybe some really messy systems and packages and prices that are not aligned anymore and don't feel awesome? Um, you feel like it's like you're feeling like you're an anxious chicken with your head cut off every day and like that's throwing off your balance and that needs to get fixed. If you're new to business, is it like creating a solid offer and like you don't have any of that yet because you're feeling stuck and you don't actually know what you're selling exactly? Or you have an offer, but you've kind of been throwing spaghetti at the wall and maybe you don't actually know like you don't actually feel like you have a solid marketing plan and getting a solid marketing plan in place so that you can sell intentionally in the time that you have as a both and mom. Maybe that's a priority, right? Maybe it's in general just figuring out what to focus your energy on, whether it's marketing or email or client leads or backend stuff or team or whatever so you can stop throwing spaghetti at the wall. Maybe it's actually more of inner work and healing and nervous system regulation tools so that like 
because everything on paper seems good, but you're still not getting that balanced feeling. Maybe your priority is working on healing your nervous system and learning how to regulate and learning how to heal that chronic heightened state, right? None of this is right or wrong. It might be something else too. These are just ideas. This is a non-exhaustive list. And I would say look at those and then feel like just listen to your body. Feel into like what feels like the biggest priority and stick with that, right? Now, if any of those priorities comes down to, okay, I know that this is what I really want to do and what I feel like I really need to focus on in 2024, but I actually don't either have the time or the desire or I just don't know how the fuck to do it. And I think I need a coach or a mentor to support me in that. But fear's coming up around money. I want to say I see you and I have some suggestions for you here. Because it's really real common and I've been there. When something feels big and scary, it's in, honestly, you know yourself at all as a mom can feel big and scary. Like just being like, I'm going to go take myself out for a massage. It can feel just as big and scary sometimes as, you know, I want to invest in a coach, whether that is a business coach or, you know, a health coach or any other investment, right, in yourself. And that's what it feels like. For our business, right? It's an investment in our business, but it's also an investment in ourselves. I think that's where the tricky part comes up, especially as moms. But the truth is, for any of us, if you wait until you feel 100% ready to do something that feels new and stretchy, like hire a coach or launch that new offer or hire the team member, you're never going to do it because our brains here to protect us from things that we don't know and it'll keep us stuck. We get in our own way. Some people sit on things for years and end up in the same spot a year, two years, four years down the road because they never actually took that step to stretch a little bit, right? And I want to say here that the truth is like it often, especially I think as a mom, but even if you're not a mom yet, even if you weren't a mom, I think when we think about investing in ourselves or investing in a business, I think it very rarely feels like a fuck yes. And like, yes, this is so easy. Here's my credit card here. I'm going to buy all the things, right? And we can get confused between if it doesn't feel like a fuck yes, then it's a no. But I think there's actually a middle ground there that more often than not, it's more of a yes, but I'm scared. And so self-trust is really key here, right? There are some practices we can do if we were to work together on like feeling into your body about like what what does a no feel like in your body? What does a yes feel like in your body? And then what does like a yes, but I'm scared feel like in your body? So self-trust here is key, meaning you've got to decide that you trust yourself enough to choose the right coach for you. This is not a plug for me, even though if you're aligned with me and you're here and you think we'd like to work to, I'd love to work with you. I'm going to talk more at the end about some new one-on-one packages I have, but it doesn't have to be me. I want you to pick a coach that is the best aligned for you. Okay. Trust yourself to make the best choice. And if for some reason you get into it, or maybe you've already been here before, I know I have, and it didn't quite turn out exactly how you thought, trust yourself to make the most of the investment. Get what you can out of it make the most of it, learn from it into your next, right? Or trust yourself to change the plan if need be, okay? So here's what I want to say. 
because some of you have told me that you've had working with a coach. Some of you have told me you've had working with me specifically on your vision board for now over a year. <laughs> and you've really been desiring it, but haven't felt like you're far enough in business or making enough money and you just feel like you can't afford it, right? You're not making enough money to justify it and you can't afford it even though you feel like it's the first thing on your list. So here's what I want you to do, especially if you have been feeling that way for a good whole time. I want to help you with budgeting your money so that you can actually have the space to feel good about making the investments that you want to make, that you feel is going to be what you need to get you to that next level in your business and with the balance in your life, right? Because I think in my experience with several of my clients before and even myself in the past, a lot of the times when we get that yes, but I'm scared feeling Especially when money comes up, especially when we have a partner who may or may not be involved in our books, in our business. <laughs> Friends and clients who are at all different stages, some whose partners are in all of it and see see everything that goes in and out, some who don't tell their partner anything about what goes on in their business or what money, what they spend money on. But there's often a lot of fear around having this conversation with your husband or partner. I'm saying husband, but I mean partner, right? With your partner, not exclusive to men. This comes back to the self-trust piece, right? Because when you look at all of this stuff and you look at the money and you look at the priorities and you feel into your body, if it's something that you really want, whatever this investment is, if you don't believe in yourself, if you don't trust yourself enough to make the most of this investment and don't believe that you can show up for it, why would they believe that, right? <laughs> and the conversations go so differently from like, hey, honey, like I kind of think I want to do this thing that's going to cost several thousand dollars. And then they're going to be like, what the fuck, right? To I'm like, babe, I want to make this investment in my business. It's this much money and I'm really excited about it. And this is what I feel is the next best step for me. And I really needed it. it would really help me a lot. I just want to let you know, or I want to talk about it with you. It's a completely different story, right? And so that self-trust piece is key. You need to believe that you're worthy of it and that, and know as the CEO of your business that this is what feels like the best next step. And then go talk about it with your partner if that's how you run money in your family, right? But what I see happen a lot is that we get stuck in that scared feeling, and if we don't actually know exactly what's the ins and outs of the money in our business, yeah, it's going to feel fucking scary to think about investing thousands of dollars in a coach, right? And so it's just like, I always talk about like, if you know that you're probably overweight, but you're scared to look on the scale, you could be beating yourself up over everything you eat. I shouldn't have that pizza. I shouldn't have gone for this. I should have done a walker. I should have done this. And it's never going to be enough because you're terrified of what you're going to see, right? But say you get on the scale and even if it's not the number that you want to see, it's data, right? It's just information. And you can't know if you get to your goal, if you're not looking at the data, right? You can't know how far you are from your goal, whether this is weight loss or profit in your business, unless you look at the data. This does not have to be super complicated. You do not have to have a bookkeeper for this, especially if you're in the earlier stages of your business. This can be a Google Sheets spreadsheet, okay? I want you to, if you're not already doing this, wear the CEO hat today, right? 
make sure that anything that goes into and out of your business is in a separate bank account than your personal money. If it's not already there, and I'm giggling a little bit because it's a lot of women skip this step. And one, it's messy. And two, it feels a lot like personal finances. And it gets really messy with having conversations with your partner, right? It's also a hot mess for accounting. <laughs> so have it in a personal uh, business bank account, right? Okay. But in a spreadsheet of some sort, I want you to know, like, put in there what is coming in for revenue, meaning like what your clients pay you. No shame if that is zero right now. If that's more, that's cool. Any clients you have, put in there, like, what do they pay you every month? If it's, um, if you get paid hourly and it varies, just put an average or put the low amount. Okay. And I actually want you to put in the spreadsheet a couple of months out so that you can extrapolate and look a few months ahead, maybe three months at a time at least. And map out the revenue that's coming in, right? If you know that a client's likely going to be resigning or that they're on a month to month and in, for all intents and purposes, they should be continuing, then just go ahead and put it as revenue coming in, right? If you know that somebody's going to be ending and not re-signing, leave it open, right? Put it at zero so that for that client, that way you know, right? This gives you information. Okay, I'm going to need to fill a spot by this point, okay? So I want you to look at least three months ahead. If you can fill the whole year out to the best of your ability, obviously things happen, clients cancel, like things happen, but to the best of your ability, project out your revenue, right? This is really, really important, regardless of whether you're looking to invest in coaching or not. You just need to know what spots you need to fill, right? You don't have a lot of time as a busy mom, a bullpen mom especially. You need to know, when do I need to be focusing on filling a spot? When do I need to be focusing on raising prices? What do I need to be doing, right? And then the other thing, the second thing, before we even go to other expenses and coaching is things, is I want you to look at your CEO pay, your salary, okay? What you're actually paying yourself personally from your business, right? So if you're, all of your revenue is coming into your business account, and this might sound rudimentary to you if you're already doing this, then I apologize, get to bear with me for a couple of minutes because a lot of my clients have come to me and either are not paying themselves yet, it's just sitting in the bank, or it's all mixed up in the personal account. So just for basics, revenue comes into your business bank account. You know exactly or roughly like how much money do you need to be paying yourself from your business account into your personal account, like your household personal checking account, right? How much money do you need to be paying yourself every month? Okay. If you're stuck here, we've got templates. If we were to work together one-on-one, I've got templates for both determining CEO pay, both like at like three different levels. So you can start at like base and then like work your way up as you're making more money in your business and projecting out your profit, your ins and outs and all of that stuff. But these can both be done in basic spreadsheet, right? So if you're prioritizing coaching, right? At this point, you can look at your CEO pay in that spreadsheet, again, for the next few months and look at like any expenses that you have coming out, right? So if you've got software, like maybe you pay for Squarespace every month or you pay for Asana or ClickUp or Slack or Boxer or Acuity or Thinkific or whatever, like anything that you pay on a monthly basis or if you know it's coming out yearly, like put it on the spreadsheet, okay? At this point, I have seen so many women get stuck and freeze and be like, oh, I almost don't want to count that because it doesn't feel like I should be. <laughs> it looks better if I, like, this is just data. So just put it in. We can always make decisions after that about like, okay, like, do we need to adjust things, right? A budget is just telling your money where to go, 
rather than wondering where it went. That's it. It's not right or wrong. Okay. You can call it a conscious spending plan if you prefer. I actually prefer that term rather than a budget. We're going to make a conscious spending plan for you. Okay. So next, whether that number, if you take, if you see on your spreadsheet, your revenue in for the next few months, you know, each month, minus your CEOP, minus the expenses that you already have. If that's positive, great. Cool. If that's negative, that's okay too. We're still going to do the next step. That just means that we need to adjust some things, right? There's lots of different things you can go about there. If the, if you're already there and, you know, you're stuck and you need some help prioritizing and things like, obviously come talk to me. But the next thing I want you to do, if you're prioritizing coaching, if you really feel that investing in a coach, whether that's with me or somebody else, is really what you desire and need for 2024, then I want you to find out what the cost is for the coach you want to work with. Okay. For me, for example, I opened two spots for three months of one-on-one coaching for $2,500 total. And you split it up into monthly payments if you want to, and whatever that is, 833 or whatever, or I've got six months at 5K, right? I've got one space for that. Some people are much more than that. But just whatever, the, like just, again, this is just like planning a vacation. <laughs> it's just data. Find out like what is the cost for the coach that you want to invest in, okay? We're going to plug it in here. But at this point, I want you to decide that a coach is just as high of a priority of business expense as systems or team, because it is. You are your company's most valuable asset. And if that support helps nourish and support you to show up the best that you can in and for your business and your family and your clients, it's vital. It's not a luxury expense. Okay. Now with this spreadsheet, now you're just going to look, right? If you plug in the coaching expense as if it was already happening, then you're going to look at, so you're going to do revenue in minus your CEO pay, minus coaching and other business expenses, softwares, et cetera, et cetera. What's left? Okay. If that number's still positive or zero at least, now you can put in here tax savings if you want to, of course, you know, if, depending on where you live, that might be different. And that's, that's important too, to like, I like to leave a 10% buffer for profit planning. So for taxes and some like, I call it an abundance fund instead of like an emergency funds, like reinvestment money and things like that. So you can whatever feels right for you. If that number is zero or positive, you actually do have the money for coaching. And you can feel confident that you're in a place where you can actually cash flow it, right? If it's negative number, which means that you don't actually have the money to cash flow it, what I want you to do is get into the mindset of like, again, if this, if this is like, I feel really called to this investment and I really want to work with this coach, we're going to shift to, okay, how can I make this happen, right? What needs to shift, right? This might be things you can let go of. Maybe if there are other expenses that you're actually not using or you're paying too much on or, you know, I know I went through this when I scaled my podcast business way back. I was paying a shit ton of money for things like that I don't use anymore when I'm just me and it's primarily coaching or for like, I just, there was a lot of expenses that I needed as a bigger agency that I don't need anymore, right? So clean those up. I had multiple emails for a larger team that I didn't need anymore, like different things, right? Is there anything that's there that you can, that you actually don't use? You can cut those out, right? Or look at then your revenue, right? How much do your clients pay you? And do you need to maybe go sell one more spot, right? Or two more spots or raise some prices or, you know, what do you need to do there, right? Again, this is, how can I make this happen? And then take action and do it. Yes, there's also always an option for a loan or a credit card, which is something that you can totally do. It's something that I've done. And 
lots of people put investments on credit cards. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Just like people take student loans for investments in themselves and their education, or you might put on a credit card if you had to, I don't know, invest in some equipment or take a loan in some equipment if you had the type of business where you needed that. You don't, by the way, for your business as an online business owner. That's an option too. It's not something that you have to do. I'm, I don't think it's wrong. I think it's totally valid. And like I said, I've done it myself and it really helps to like, because oftentimes like hiring that coach will allow you to show up the way that you want to show up and streamline things and make more money and make it faster and feel better. And that's way worth the investment, right? That's my goal with you. So if you do things faster and better than I did them the first time, but if you go that route, just put those monthly payments in your budget. If you're thinking, okay, I've got credit and I want to use this because I really need the support now. You just, instead of like the full monthly payment or the full payment on like the coaching line, you just take that out and you just put in like the credit card payments that you think you would make to pay it off or whatever. So that way you know that you have the money to pay it off because that's important too. I think when we go into debt and don't have a plan, that's what scares the shit out of us. So that's how I would handle that, right? I just want to say that coaching and team are investments in your business. Remember that you are a badass CEO running a business and intentional investments are a part of running a business. Okay. Now, you know, like on paper that you either have a plan to prioritize investing in yourself for 2024 or now or whatever, or you know that you have enough money. Then the bigger part is actually the mindset work because we can know on paper that we've got enough money, then it's there, right? And still feel scared and still feel like we can't do it, right? Still feel like we don't have enough money. This is like what they say about, you know, you can have, there are people that have millions of dollars and still feel scared and broke all the time, right? Because a lot of it is mindset. Likewise, there are people that are or by other people's standards and feel more abundant than somebody with a million dollars. Not all people with a million dollars, of course. It just, it's the mindset piece is part of it too. And so here are the mindset pieces that I'd want you to consider focusing on if you're looking to invest in yourself, especially if you're looking to invest in support in your business in the new year. And as we round out this year, okay, you are a badass CEO. Even if you're also a stay-at-home mom and you're only working 10 to 20 hours a week, you are still a badass CEO. You aren't just running a little business or doing a side gig, remember. You are worthy of being supported. You and your work are important and worthy of being invested in. And if the investment allows you to show up better for your family and for your business and create more impact in the world, that is so, so worthy of that too. You can trust yourself to show up for your investments and make the most out of them. You're worthy of having the business and balance that you desire and living this life to the fullest. And you get to have both a fulfilling, profitable business in part-time hours and be a super present mom. Okay. Say those things as many times as you need to. (laughs) And you can switch them to I if that feels better for affirmations. I'm a badass CEO. I'm worthy of being supported. I'm worthy of being invested in. My work is important. I can trust myself to show up for my investments, right? I trust myself to make the most out of them. And 
like I mentioned before, if you are looking for a coach to help you get the business and balance that you want in 2024, and especially if you've been wanting to work with me, now is the time, my love, because I just opened up two spaces for three months of one-on-one together. Yeah. You get super high-touch support for $2,500, which can be split up into payments if you prefer, or $2,500 for the whole three months. Super high-touch coaching, one-on-one. We have calls, we have Boxer, but this is really great if you are thinking, you're looking at this, and if you want to focus on strategy and things in your business, like looking at the gaps, coming up with aligned offers and marketing plans that fit you and your life and your personality and like have the really high touch accountability as you implement then for the three months, this three months is going to be for you, right? Or if you really want to look at where your business isn't aligning with your life season and where the gaps are that are keeping you from the presence and profit that you want and making a plan to align them so that you have a better sense of balance and more presence and ideally more profit as well. And of course, the high touch accountability as you implement them. Again, three months one-on-one with me is the way to go. Months is also a great option for you if you are feeling like stressed out and frazzled all the time and you really want to help to deep dive and clean up messy systems, clean up underpaying clients, cl- increase the balance in your life and increase the profit in your business, make everything more intentional. Three months is going to be a great option for you. Um, again, I've got two spaces for $2,500 each. But if you really want to go deep and really want to do all of that plus start changing patterns, in your business and your life and learn how to really be present and feel that balance by doing some deeper nervous system regulation work, then six months is actually going to be where it's at because that stuff takes time. If you want to do really deep on mindset around maybe money mindset or mom guilt or really just healing from this like constant fight or flight reaction where we feel like we can't rest, like six months is going to be the best option for you because that stuff takes time. And all along the way, we're really doing all of those other things, right? Of looking at the strategy and making things more intentional and making sure that you're profitable and that you are aligned in the season of life that you're in. And it's working for you instead of you working for it. And six months of one-on-one is going to be where it's at for you. That I have one spot I opened up for 5k. These are all in US dollars. Um, I can do payment plans as well, but just wanted to mention those. If either of those is like on your bucket list for 2024, or you want to lock in support for 2024 to start in January, but you want to spend the money now because you have spent money now, so it's in 2023 and counts as a business deduction. By the way, business coaching is professional development and it does count as a business deduction, a business expense in your taxes, at least in the US. I imagine it does in other countries too, but I know at least in the U.S. it does. Um, And you want to get that in in 2023 before the end of the year. Now's your time. And I want you to reach out. Send me a DM on Instagram or book yourself a call on my calendar. Let me know. I'm here to answer questions. I'm here to talk through it with you and see if this would be a good fit. We can hop on a zero pressure call and just chat through it. And if it feels like a good fit, I'd love to have you in one of those spaces. I'd love to help you in 2024. We can totally start calls in January after everybody's kids go back to school and life gets a little bit back to normal (laughs) for winter terms. But as soon as we make everything official, I'm your coach and you get unlimited boxer support and that starts right away. So you could be getting support in your business or or all of the balance during Christmas break, even before the kids go back to school. 
If you have questions, let me know. If this episode was helpful, let me know. I'd still love to hear that too. And my kids are coming in asking for me to go make them some food now. So I'm going to sign off. I hope that you have the happiest of holidays, whatever you're celebrating. I just hope they have a wonderful winter break. And remember to breathe. Grab yourself some noise-canceling earbuds. I like my loops. To help with overstimulation, make sure you're following me on Instagram. I'm going to be sharing some more tips on balancing and navigating the Christmas break. And I will bring back with one more episode for the year next week after Christmas. All right, loves. See you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you loved it, it would mean the world to me if you'd share it with a friend and leave a rating or review for me in Apple Podcasts or Spotify so more mamas can find this podcast. Make sure you hit that follow button in your favorite podcast player so you don't miss an episode. See you next week. Love ya.